Coast of 5.9 and fan bananas, Brent Gunning. Good morning to you, but good afternoon to the Swedes. Noon, getting ready for practice, are they? The Toronto Maple Leafs getting set for their uh, duo of games in Stockholm, Sweden, at the Avicii Arena on uh, Friday, Sunday. Friday, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. It's 8 o'clock, like right in prime time for, for the Swedes. And then, great. Sunday. Good for them. A little afternoon hockey action. Um, there's a lot to talk about today. Boy, we, is there. We, we got a, we got a jam-packed show, but it's hard not to start with uh, the thing that has you most perturbed, uh, maybe in the history of mm. you enjoying sports. It's up there. Uh, the Leafs in Sweden. And yesterday holding their, their first uh, media availability right off the plane. Yeah. Right onto the ice. <laughs> Right in front of a microphone. So good. And there were a lot of microphones in front of William Nylander. He's, uh, it turns out, like a pretty big star. Like pretty important figure Mm -hmm. in Sweden. Yeah. As he, as he should be. Again, he's, he's already been on a postage stamp that they celebrated across the country when he won the World Hockey Championships. It was him tackling Hank Lungfist, who, of course, just went into the Hall of Fame. And yeah, I mean, it's a really nice moment for Willie coming out party. And it is hilarious to see the interactions with the local media there and our local media that's over there and mm-hmm. all the different questions are getting asked. So, yeah, it's it's like we're all acclimatizing. I'm acclimatizing to this still. And by that, I mean trying to stuff down my rage every single day. Uh-huh. And the Leafs acclimatizing over, over there. Yeah, Willie's acclimatizing to being the number one target for media, right? Like, as not tar- target makes it sound like there's a lot of grilling going it's great, down. It's a great point. It's, there's it's, not. It's, there's not. Like, because I'm of- not. Because I'm not over there going. Why is this happening? <laughs> but but he is the number one star on a team filled with stars, including what will eventually be the greatest American-born player of all time, the greatest goal mm-hmm. scorer since he stepped onto the ice in Austin Matthews. I don't know. Did Austin Matthews even do media yesterday? That's a great question. He like, must love it. <laughs> it doesn't feel like it. William Nylander was the the only guy that I, I imagine the Swedish media was all, was all that interested in hearing from. In fact, you know, we got a, a super cut of uh, all of uh, the <laughs> Swedish reporter questions and William Nylander answers from yesterday's first media availability. How excited are you that you're here in front of your family, friends and all Swedish fans? How excited are you? Yeah, I mean, it's been a dream to come back here and play. I didn't think that that would happen in my career to play an NHL game in Sweden, so that's going to be very special. How how does it feel to be home and and play at home? Yeah, obviously very special with family and, I mean, friends that might not have been able to see me play live uh, in in the NHL, so that'll be lots of fun. Uh, around maybe 90 to 100 tickets for not per game for both games. Have you taken the team to Ikea already? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we just got here and got, got to practice, so we got lots of time left to do that. If there's one thing that you could do in Sweden, what, w- what would it be? Either at a team event or just you uh, walking the streets alone or whatever. What would you do? Uh, I mean, usually just go out and eat dinner and just hang out. I think that would be what, what we would do. But, um, I mean, we're so busy here when we're, we've got stuff going on every day. So um, we're going to find some time to do some of that stuff. Okay, number of takeaways here. I know everybody says, you know, the, the Ikea thing, you know, oh, happened in the yeah, afternoon yeah, yesterday. Yeah. A lot of people had their, their chance to pick yeah. over it, which is the clear and obvious takeaway. It's, yeah. I mean, and it's multifaceted. Mm-hmm. The biggest for me is that, like, I... Honestly, when we were thinking about the cultural impact of Sweden, I yes. know IKEA is important, but I didn't think the Swedes would have 
viewed it as outsized importance. Also, the response that, like, no, not yet. Like, as if, like, obviously <laughs> I'm going to take them to Ikea. That is far and away the best part. When I saw this, I assumed, and I will not pick on a member of our beloved local Leafs media mm-hmm. here. I presume that was one of them mm-hmm. going, hey, did you take them to Ikea? Mm-hmm. And him going, oh, my God, what mm-hmm. country do you think we are? No, it was a Swede saying, come on, obviously, like, it is so good that they were the one who asked about it. And you're right. Like, it is an obvious thing. Like, I don't even know what our equivalent of that would be. Like the maple syrup. Have you taken them to the maple maple syrup syrup factory? And it's It's like, like, obviously, we're going to go there. Obviously. (laughs) I know. It's so weird. (laughs) It's just odd that they treat it with such reverence. The Canada Dry Factory? (laughs) I'm a Verner's guy myself. Yeah, okay. no, no, I love Canada Dry. But yeah, it's it's just weird to think a Swedish person. Like I saw that clip. I saw a quote making the rounds. If you would have told, told me to guess who asked that question, never mm-hmm. in a million years would I have landed on some guy named Carl. I'm, I'm just sticking with that. Yeah, the name a lot of, of Carl's. Well, because that's the king's name. So I'm going to stick with that as I know a safe Swedish name. Sure. Uh, so this is, we talked about this last week. You know, the, the, this is a, a player who is a star, if not a superstar, Mm -hmm. but on a rung below the Austin Matthews and honestly Mitch Marners of the world. Is that changing? Like, I don't want to, yeah. No, I I think it absolutely is. And (laughs) I think part of that might be how his contract relates to what Mitch Marners is. Mm -hmm. And again, I I don't want to pit the two guys against each other, but it's hard not to, right? I already did it yesterday. But anyways, he's he's not going to be Austin Matthews, that's for sure. Uh, yes, can confirm. Austin Matthews, head of the snake. Austin yeah. Matthews, team's best player. Austin Matthews, hey, you want to quote about this team? Okay, maybe you go to the captain. Uh, and you're oh, gonna... oh, yes, for <laughs> such illuminating things such as but, we're a team, it's going okay, well. But to that point, it's like it's John Tavares, it's Austin Matthews, and then way down the list is William Nylander. But, and, and it, you know, I'd view that as a bonus that he's able like that he doesn't seem like he's perturbed by that not no. upset we didn't hear and you know the performance had not reached this level when the leafs were deciding on their next captain but mm-hmm. you didn't hear the things that we heard at the marner camp that hey how about me like what about <laughs> right. me how come i'm not part of this conversation we didn't hear that from william nylander Which, maybe that's by his- the way come on <laughs> anyways but uh, we'll park that but just quickly come on <laughs> <laughs> well, I got his A. He and, I, and Austin I know, Matthews. They go sharesies. It's adorable. Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, we didn't hear that from him. And that's like, wow, what a what a a bonus to have that type of skilled player mm. who is more than happy to not play a foreground or as foreground right. a role as some of the other significant players on this team. This is a week where he gets to play the foreground role. Mm-hmm. This is like, this is William Nylander. I'm the star of this team fantasy camp. Yep. And if he's interested in departing the Toronto Maple Leafs this offseason in unrestricted free agency, maybe a view into the window of what his next couple of years will look like. Now, that also depends on the hockey market that mm-hmm. he lands. But even if he is, you know, the big acquisition of the San Jose Sharks and their limited media contingent, he yeah. will be the guy that is asked to do media on a daily basis. I was thinking the the way I've been kind of thinking about it is that if you're the guy with the sharks, it's almost depending on your and this all depends on your demeanor, right? But it's almost the worst of both worlds. You have to show face. You have to answer questions every day. 
But it doesn't really matter being the big guy, like the big fish, for lack of a better term. Yeah, if your team is great, it becomes a thing, like we saw with Marlowe and Thornton. We've also, go ask Logan Couture how it feels to be the face, of, and I know he's hurt, but go go ask him how it feels to be the face of that, that team right now. I think for Nylander, he is in the perfect spot in Toronto in that he is he is lauded, he is talked about. When he performs, we give him his flowers. But he doesn't have to talk every day. Yeah. He doesn't. He when, it is great. When the credit needs to be handed out, yep. maybe maybe it takes, maybe he is like second line on the movie poster, to put mm-hmm. it that way. Or there's a comma between the other names in Nylander. But he's still pretty high on that pecking order when it comes to talking about performance with this team. I honestly feel like with his demeanor, he's going to really enjoy this week. But when it's over, yeah. I think he's going to say, okay, that, that was all well and good. And we had fun. And all my friends, Carl, were asking me about <laughs> Ikea. And it was great. Austin, Mitch, John. <laughs> yeah. Back in front of the mics. Yeah. Let's go. Honestly, that's that was my takeaway as well. Because he like had a smile on his face. Yeah, and he course. did it's answer cool. all the questions. But it's not like he was verbose. And part of that might have been, yeah, a couple hours, three hours sleep. And then quickly onto the ice, and then microphones in the face. And but again, no, don't even, don't even look at your bed. The sleep doctors dare would have you. killed you. Yeah, which I get. Like, yeah, yeah, of course, you, it's yeah a, okay. Again, yeah. you know, maybe don't go a place that requires all that. But that's well, neither here nor there. Yeah. Okay. So they got acclimatized. They get, they got to get on the the right sleep schedule to play a hockey game at two o'clock in the <laughs> afternoon Eastern time, and then eight o'clock in the morning Eastern time on Friday and Sunday. I understand that. But no, I I also did the body language doctor thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like where I was. Hey, does he like this? Is this is this oh, something I, that I he actually wants? think he's a guy you cannot do this with. I think if William Nylander was in a 37 alarm blaze, he would look like he looked before mm-hmm. those mics. If mm-hmm. there was one person there, he would look that way. I think he is unbody language doctorable. He's just so chill. You I actually think that. It. Oh, I just, I, I, you can. It's just the same thing in every circumstance. He has a, a heartbeat of like 60 beats or whatever is whatever's considered very low <laughs> and very chill. Like that's the thing. It's like that's part of the beauty of him in a hot market is that it doesn't matter. It really doesn't get to him. Okay. There's definitely an element to that. Um, should he know how old his grandma is? No. I think this is, like, if you asked me when I was 27 or however old Millie Nylander is, I, my grandparents are no longer with us. That's why I don't have the age off the top of my head now. <laughs> but, like, if you would have asked William Nylander or me when I, forget it, but they did ask William Nylander. If you would have just asked me when I was 27. He's 27. Hey, how old's your Mima? Or yeah. whatever. It's like, I don't know. He said Prob- old. Yeah, that is exactly the answer I, I mean, too old to I get think. on an airplane? She's never seen him play in an <laughs> NHL game? They got TVs over there. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's what it, Honestly, I can actually very much appreciate that. I don't know what the machinations were behind her not having got on an airplane, but I'm very big on talking about, mm, I'd mm. like to do that. Well, here's how you do it. You just, you you pay, or in, in her case, you have your rich grandson pay X number of dollars and you get on a plane and you could go do the thing. And I go, mm, there's a step there. I don't like the traveling, leaving my house, getting on a plane. So I don't know. Like, I don't want to do that now. I can yeah. only imagine the lack of desire to have to do that when I am quote old. Yeah. That's, and that's as much information as you're going to get about grandma. Neilander's <laughs> age is old. Quote has unquote, that, has old. Anyone, I've heard Michael's poking around. I saw he was on the glass. Yeah. Did anyone inquire? Maybe not. Mike, his. you didn't see the the shot of Michael also I, on public transit okay, in Sweden. So I actually like, 
I keep tabs on this because it's my job, but like this will shock all of you who have heard the show for the last two weeks. I'm not exactly going home every day, putting on my Trey Kroner shirt and going, ooh, let me take in the scenes from Sweden. Uh I get the info I need and I keep it moving. (laughs) So you didn't see the picture? No, I didn't. No. (laughs) It's on the subway. Oh, There's a couple of Nylanders. Like it's 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 Great. in the blood that Great. they love to take uh, public transit. Awesome. Good, the, good okay. for them. Last thing on Sweden for a second. For yeah, because I will be. And back. this doesn't have to do with the Leafs. Actually, I was mm. just thinking about this in an overall sense as far as European hockey fans and Swedish hockey fans, and how much it stinks for them. Right. Oh, okay. Okay. So in 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 this, this in this country in this um in this time zone. If you're a soccer fan and you want to watch the elite of the elite play soccer, yeah, like you got to set your alarm, but you can watch it, right? Like that's that, those are waking hours to wake up and, and watch the Premier League, to watch the Bundesliga. Sure, like it is not in the middle of the night. No. If you are a hockey fan, and yeah, you you have your Swedish elite team, sure, but you all understand that the the best hockey in the world is played in the National Hockey League. Yeah, if you want to watch it. You have to live this zombie lifestyle. No. You can't watch. It, it must stink. It no, must really that. stink. Like, do you watch it on playback? Do you record it and watch it in the morning the next day? It, it must it, it must stink that you just you have no recourse to watch the highest level of the sport that is your favorite if, if you want to watch it while normal humans might watch things. Well, I, I get that, yeah, a prime time, 7 p.m. or 8 p.m. Eastern time is awful for them, but... Yeah, it's one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, okay. Listen though, the second the NFL season ends and college season ends, we get a thousand Bruins, Red Wings, Flyers. One p.m. Mm. You watch a seven. It's like you get your game of the week. I would imagine. I'm yeah. again. I am not going to pretend to be. You the can't Swedish watch the Leafs though. Guy. The Leafs do not play afternoon games ever, 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 ever. Don't say that to me because I'm I, about to. What? What? I know. No, but no, that's, no, no, no. Just answer the question before. What time is their next game? Eastern. Okay. No, no. The two, next. Yeah, two, it's two, two p.m. O'clock. So they but do they're play. in Sweden. Okay, cool. So okay, they're not going to play at one o'clock in the morning in Sweden. They, they should honestly. They should kowtow to me and me only at all times. Oh but, man, that would be the that would be like the oh, Canucks thing on steroids, where the Leafs go into Vancouver and make them play at four in the afternoon. The Imagine Leafs, going the to Leafs. Sweden. Would that make it worth it if they went to yes. Sweden and they're like, all right, everybody, show up at the Avicii Arena. At uh, 1 o'clock in the morning. And instead of the Leafs being like, don't go to your bed, you have the Leafs sleep doctor <laughs> giving public addresses on Swedish television. Like, everyone, we have put together a plan for you. You must stay awake through the night and yeah. it'll all be okay. Mm-hmm. Mm, maybe that would. But that that's where I look at it. You're right. The Leafs, for sure. And hey, literally, like, what if you're a Swedish you know, hockey fan? Matt Sundin's yeah, your you... favorite player. Leafs, you have the Leafs jersey, you have multiple. Then you should be just as concerned about what this is doing to your favorite hockey uh, team, too. Sure. If you re- honestly, <laughs> but, no, no. If you're just a Swedish hockey fan, you've never you watched your... a, a live Leaf game, though. Like, if you're little... Uh, okay. Carl, the... little Carl. Yeah, okay. 12-year-old you... Carl. Guess what? Guess what, little Carl? Care about the team more than yourself, okay? Because you should be just as concerned. <laughs> <laughs> William Nylander, it is entirely possible. It's also, it's literally a 50-50 proposition, I understand. But it's entirely possible. Oh, little Carl is going to be sitting in the arena there. Let's be honest, his rich parents who paid a kajillion dollars to get him in the barn. Mm-hmm. So maybe I don't have so much sympathy. But we should check what the secondary oh, ticket a, market a is. Kajillion kroner, I'm pretty sure. Just quick. Jeff quick has math. a party on the other side. Quick. Yeah, have a, a dig on, on what what the secondary market are for these Leaf games. Good luck. We'll talk to you next week when you when you get to the bottom of that. But little Carl should care more about 
about his team than himself. Be invested in the team. <laughs> be selfless. Yeah, be selfless. Yeah. What would uh, what would Coach Darko say? Be selfless. <laughs> you want to get the win the day chain? You got to be selfless. Oh, man. Uh, how awesome would that be? It's just oh, to see the sleepy Swedes. I'd love it. Trundling into the arena. So good. It would actually in the all be worth it. It would all be worth it. <laughs> I, 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 you know what? They'd love it over there. It's named the Avicii Arena after like, a, you know, I know late now, but like yeah. a party DJ. I don't mm-hmm. know. It seems like they'd, they'd find a way to make it work over there. They would, I suppose. How old did I sound calling him a party DJ? Uh, very. A thousand? No, uh, minimum. Okay. Okay. Uh, Older or younger than William Nealon's grandmother. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Older. One and one A, you know, yeah. like around the same age. Yeah. Yeah. We, she also calls him a party yeah. DJ. <laughs> the party DJ. Uh, so I guess Brad for a living, not on this trip. The GM meetings are taking place in Toronto, or maybe they've wrapped up. There was at least some quotes that came out of them yesterday. It's in, in Toronto. Uh, also, he's apparently meeting with Patrick. So Kane. they bring every other hockey person in the world here while right. they rip the Leafs away from us. I mean, the GMs don't have to travel to every road game, um, especially yeah, at this point in the season. Feels like, I don't know, if, if the whole point of the trip is like the trip and taking uh, it in and experiencing, I don't know, I'm a little surprised. I, like, because I saw, you know, we'll talk, like there's the Kane report out there that mm-hmm. people have talked. It's like, my first thought was, well, who'd you talk to? Shouldn't Tri Living be... In in Olmsk, or I guess that's in a different place, but Stockholm Stockholm, or wherever they are. Yeah. Yeah. I guess not. No, apparently not. He's here. Although I I think Patrick Kane is doing meetings with teams via Zoom. So he could could be in Sweden, but I think he's here for the GM meetings. Anyways, this this was a report from John Shannon on Twitter yesterday. Patrick Kane, who has been training in Oakville, Ontario, is beginning the process of meeting with teams, hearing he met with the Toronto Maple Leafs today. You, you and me want to go driving around after the show looking for him? Yeah, it was... Uh, hey, Patty! I, I, don't, I no longer live in Oakville, but I, I, I grew up in Oakville. Quick sojourn. I was, I, was th- I was thinking about where exactly that could be. And there's a lot of beautiful rinks, but I was thinking, like, is he really going to be in one of the... There's no. some beautiful public rinks yeah, there, right? Like, 16 Mile Arena is where my kid used to play some uh, house league hockey. Mm-hmm. That is a beautiful, beautiful rink. But, yeah. what, he's taking no. time away from... The men's shinny yeah, at 2 o'clock not. in the afternoon to be skating no. on a pad there in, in front of the unwashed masses? Probably not. Probably not. Anyways. It's definitely at some private hockey school run by a guy he knows. And I, I got a lot of suggestions in my mentions as to where he could be, and you can figure it out yourself, I suppose. Um, does this make even a modicum of sense for anybody here? I mean, you know what? I can see it making sense for Patrick Kane, sure. sure. And I can see it making sense for Austin Matthews to, to be playing mm-hmm. alongside his hero, but how's that also going to work? I mean, we got a left-handed shot who plays the right wing. I think Austin Matthews is pretty satisfied with his right winger at the moment. Well, and and he better be, because don't tell the right winger he's not going to be there. Also, the money. The taxes, the finger thing. Yeah, so, okay, is Patrick Kane making $10 million? Obviously not, no. but, like... Is he gonna is he gonna take the geo deal? I also don't know if that's necessarily the situation, although the Rangers have pulled back from mm-hmm. the Patrick Kane sweepstakes after, yep. you know, they 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 said thanks, but no thanks. We, we did that mm-hmm. and uh we're not that satisfied with the results. Does this make any sense for any party here? Let me start. Well, the Kane part of it, like yeah. you said, like him to attach himself to a team where, let's be honest, all the faults that this team has aren't gonna be Patrick Kane's faults to fix and all of the good that he could potentially feed off or accentuate, depending on how you feel about the player. So it makes a ton of sense to want to be here from Kane's perspective. Let me start from a least perspective with saying, no, it does not make one lick of sense. But 
if I can squint my eyes, if I can envision some things for half a second here, this isn't going to happen. But if the much forever bandied about William Nylander trade. Yeah, that's honestly, I, my brain went the but, same place. But not even that. There's one other option. A way, a, a right winger, well, not way down, literally one spot on the depth chart down on the pecking order. But if Nick Robertson is going out the door as your, you know, Zadorov trade piece mm-hmm. or whatever, you've found this third line with Yarncroft and Domi and Robertson and Kane give you very, very different things at this point in their career. But... If the idea is you want a third line that you can trust offensively, mm-hmm. and boy, can you trust Max Domi offensively, yeah. who better to feed off than Patrick Kane? I want to be clear. I am not signing up for this. I think it's a terrible idea. Yeah. Even if they traded both of the guys I mm-hmm. just mentioned, I want no parts of this. The only way, though, it does make sense is if you're using Robertson as a trade chip, and then you can say, because you would immediately go to, okay, what happened? I thought yeah. we had scoring punch in the bottom six. And all of a sudden, it doesn't really matter who the guy on the right side is. If it's Domi and Yarncroc, you're no longer looking at that as an offensive punch line the, the way it's been. So that's the one thing that, that I did think about there. Is, is Kane signing up to be a bottom six forward? No, I think the way it would be sold to him is you start there, you're with a guy like there is they it's you know, this is gonna strain credulity a bit. But there's like there's a London night connection with him and Max Domi. Mm-hmm. Max Domi is this is almost like an NBA thing I'm about to say, but he's thought of a little above his station in the league, I feel like. Players look at him and because of who his dad mm-hmm. is, because of the way he kind of carries himself. He's in a club that the average fifty point 2-3-C isn't in, okay? So I think that Patrick Kane could maybe be sold that. Is he signing up for it? Is his first chance? No, he's going to go be a hurricane or something along those lines. But that's the roadmap. That it, that's Ugh. the only roadmap that it makes sense. This is going to hurt Sam McKee if this Leafs team turns into, instead of the Sioux Greyhounds team, the London Knights Well, it's team. very funny because I've noticed, you know, I've listened to my favorite show on the station all the time, Real Real Kipper and Bourne, and, and Kipper has immediately, like, he's traded Fraser Minton mm-hmm. 8,000 times while mentioning that Easton Cowan can go nowhere. Mm-hmm. Another London Knight great. Yeah, no, it's, uh, listen. Bring Hunter back? What? Yeah. <laughs> Who said it? Not <laughs> Anyways, me. We'll, uh, just to be clear, definitely not me. We'll we'll keep our eyes on the on the Patrick Kane prize, which is, I guess, reaching a boil. Might be a booby prize, though, also. That's the thing. Like, you can't you can't go into a Patrick Kane signing in absorbing like any level of risk, whether that be like a multi-year deal that mm-hmm. pays him something that's going to tie up your cap, which I mean is already tied up beyond yeah, recognition. Thought of like Sabres potentially offering multi-years. Yeah, or... no. If that's the the going rate for a Patrick Kane, guess what? Yeah, the the guy that you have difficulty finding a fit for on this team ain't going to be well, a Toronto Maple Leaf. And the surgery he had, um, my understanding is it's very similar, if not the same procedure that Backstrom just had that he came back from mm. and effectively has retired. Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, it's nice little uh, grist for the mill. When it comes to something to talk about, I, I just, I cannot see it happening. This is like your, uh, oh, like I, the I law don't know. Of Hoyle. Heard, yeah. Or what yeah. Is Hoyle's no, law. People, people use. According to Hoyle. That, that, ex- Hoyle, I understand. No, no, I, know, I, I asked you about this. Gris for in the mill. Yeah. I, I assume it has something to do with like a flour mill, maybe. Anyways. We'll look that up. Uh, yeah. uh, Raptors host the Bucks tonight for the second time this season. First time since they're. Really, honestly, shocking. 130-111 win back on November 1st. That was the the last game before that four-game road trip that they went 2-2 two two on. 
and it was an indication that okay, no, this is this team is not going to go mm. uh, uh, away quietly. Since then, the Bucks are Neh. and they bounce back. They were like when the Raptors lit them up for 130 points and looked like the worst offensive team in the NBA before mm-hmm. that game. The Bucs were one of the worst defensive teams in the entire NBA. They bounced back a little bit. They're closer to the middle now, but they're six and four. Dame Lillard, who has missed a couple of games due to injury, only shooting 27% from three, averaging only 23 points per game. His lowest since the 14-15 season. He's, he's probably going to be fine, right? Like it's, yeah. you do see an acclimatization period. Uh, although it's, it's, at, it's, Lasting a long time in L.A. with the Clippers, who lost now five straight with yeah, James Harden little, and six consecutive different. overall. But, uh, yeah, Giannis is picking up the slack. He's got 50-point games, and he looks pure, unadulterated Giannis. I was thinking, though, because mm. I, I, I know Dame didn't want this to happen pretty clearly, and it was not necessarily on record directly in saying that the Raptors were a no-go for him, but he told the anecdote of OG Ananobi yeah. sending him a text and him being devastated with the possibility of arriving in Toronto. But this is a guy that went from the number one option, the uh, unquestioned superstar in Portland, and not to say that Milwaukee is like New York City or anything, but this is a team that's already won a championship, mm-hmm. has a, a ready-made championship core, has an MVP who decided to re-up with this team because you've arrived. It's a different level of pressure than being, okay, Dame, like, can you be the upstart? Can you individually lead us to greatness in a very deep Western conference? And if you can't, well, oh, well, we're Portland anyways. Yeah, I do. I, I wonder... If things look a little bit different, if he is once again the head of the snake Mm -hmm. on a Raptors team that has aspirations of greatness but not necessarily ready-made championship-level ceiling. I wonder if there's like a mental component going on here in Milwaukee. I think there's a lot at play. I mean, just from a public perception standpoint, it'll never be Giannis's fault in Milwaukee. He's the better player. He had 50 in a loss already this year. He has been the guy to bring them the championship. So it's never, ever going to be his fault. The other part of it as well is that you are compared to a guy in Drew Holiday who is, who just because of the way that trade had to go down, that you're forever going to be, and he's kind of a like perfect foil where whoever's playing better, you can look at because you know, Dame and Drew, they kind of cross each other off in terms of covering completely opposite parts of the game. Like Drew Holiday, scrappy defender, better facilitator, not a guy who you want to go out and get you 30, but is totally capable to get you 20. Dame Lillard, a guy who could fill it up for 50, not necessarily the guy you want to be the facilitator, not a great defender by any means. So every fault of Lillard's game you could put at and say, ah, we'd be fine if we just had Drew here. Like that is, I'm sure, the conversation that's happening in Milwaukee. In terms of from his perception, I still think... He sits there in his locker every day, and I was about to say look across, but I imagine they actually sit like right beside each other and just taps Giannis on the leg and goes, yeah, this is great. I would never have wanted to be anywhere else. And would he have maybe, would he have had more fun in February in Toronto? Probably. I guess. But is he going to have more fun in, I don't know, April? Yeah. Yeah. And because I still expect them to turn around. Do I think they're going to win the East? God, no. Do I expect them to lose to the Celtics or somebody along or Sixers? Somebody it's off to a better lines? start than it is again in LA yeah. with the Clippers. Yeah. Six and four. Okay. 
it's not great. They, they they don't look like the killing machine that I guess the Sixers do early on in the season, but it is November. I mean, so many of these players, despite the in-season tournament being a rousing success, and we had a bunch of games yesterday, the courts are kind of disorienting, honestly. Disgusting is the word I it's, think you're looking it's, for. It's, uh, it, you know, my rods and cones are all messed up. Like, my corneas are burned from Been watching some the, of the, the courts. The Kramer a lot yeah. of, like, <laughs> the, the chicken. The other thing about this game, like, I don't know, is there an element? I know the front office probably was not all that pleased about the discourse surrounding him and you know what? Even the reporting out of Shamsharania that, yeah, one of the holdups was his disinterest uh-huh. in becoming a Raptor. Like, I'm sure they would love for the Raptors to stick it to Dame Lillard and would love for him to go 0 for 50 from 3 tonight. Mm. I wonder if there's, like, a player component to, okay, you didn't want to join our team because you think we stink? Mm. How about this? Try this on for size. I'd like to say that that was the case in, in the first game, but I, I think that was a team that was more interested in getting a victory after losing to the Portland Trailblazers. Yeah. But I do... I wonder if there if there is a like if there's a revenge component for the players when it comes to Dame Lillard as well. And this is this is unfair, but we're talking like body language doctor. Doesn't Scotty feel like the only one with a bit of that? Maybe like and this is like a fringe core guy who heard and I think I don't think he's he isn't expected to play tonight, but like maybe Gary Trent Jr. has mm-hmm. a bit of that in him, but like I don't know. Can you picture Pascal Siakam, John at Dame well, in a so, fun way while smiling and doing it? And like, look, yeah. I don't progress. Like, you are who you are personality wise. You cannot just flip a switch and decide to be something you're not. Boy, oh boy, have we had this conversation about the Leafs 50 million times. Even OG Ananobi, a guy who is super serious and locked in, like, he's not Draymond Green. It's not going to be John and screaming in, in Dame's face or anything along those lines. So, Scotty's the one guy who I do feel like has a bit of that in him. If there's any of that in the game tonight, I think you see it come from, from Scotty specifically. Well, also, how can you argue with Dame's position? Well, that's the, that's the other thing is for, in order for those two guys to think that, and yeah. I mean, you know, it's not outrageous for Scotty Barnes to think he can become around that level one day, but it's like they have to think they're Giannis for them to get themselves worked up, and that's quite the mental exercise uh, to do. Uh, Producer Jeff Azapardi sent me the link to the secondary ticket market for Friday's game. What do we got? Original six matchup. Red Wings, Maple Leafs, long history of Swedish players on both teams. Yeah, there's a possibility here, Brent. Of what? That it's cheaper to fly to Sweden to buy tickets to this game than it is to just stick around in so Toronto and, some, and get a lower bowl. So some ticket. guy take it for the, the, all the grains of kosher salt because uh, it's a lot of salt. But say and he's flying from Germany uh, to see the Leafs. He's watched hundreds of games in the middle of the night. I'm happy they come to Europe for two games. A guy tweeting both of us this morning. So, all right. Yeah, there, there's there's one. I, I think this guy might be out ahead of his skis. He was listed as tickets for three thousand dollars each. I mean, you can only ask, right? <laughs> right. Nobody's gonna follow you, but you can also get into the lower bowl for under three hundred Canadian. Okay, and there's upper bowl tickets for like forty bucks okay. on the secondary I, market. I, do mm, we're just gonna have a live uh, just thought process with me on air? Do I want to do this? Hmm. Yeah, I think I guess you do. I'm committed. I think you do. What are we doing? Like the game should be affordable and the game should be accessible to all people, but are we really dragging the Leafs, breaking up their season, snapping potentially William Nylander's point streak so that some guy could pay 40 bucks on the secondary you can market? You get into this game for 48 bucks. Two tickets next to each other. Now it's it's like 
I, I don't know how this the setup is in the Avicii Arena, but this is the way it looks like. It's it's the second upper tier, and it looks like it's way way back. It looks like you're like even you're like maybe outside of the arena, like looking through a pane glass window. Sure. I don't know. <laughs> Right. What, what the then second I'm, opportunity I am, is? I am slowly walking back my opinion. <laughs> no, 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 that. no. I think it's the correct opinion because you can, again, get in the building for 48 bucks and ain't like no part of you getting into any game at Scotiabank Arena for what? Less than 200 bucks on mm. the secondary market? Like, is there a ticket for a game this season in which you can get into Scotiabank Arena for under $200. I, I don't know about that specifically or definitively because I don't know that the Leafs... You don't buy tickets well, for no. Leaf games. I mean, I've, I don't know. Got promotion recently. Maybe I'll start. But, uh, <laughs> oh, oh, definitely not. Oh, how much is no, that promotion? No, uh, less, than, less than you. They made that very clear. <laughs> They're like, don't worry. Whatever. At least tell him that. Uh, but, but no, like the when you see the ticket numbers, it is not a hard and fast sellout sell out every night that to me would mean i would imagine you go on you know secondary market site mm. you could probably find something on the occasional game night last minute cheap days ahead of the game for 48 bucks not a mm. chance yeah this is uh disconcerting for me because I, I thought like well there was twofold yeah, thing yeah, and i were, think yeah you bought no here's what happened you rube were like oh you got any of that good propaganda juice yeah. can i drink it and me and damo were like ah spike the punch don't drink it i thought at least the the this you yeah know, the swedes who yeah, again yeah. view the a franchise with a long storied swedish history by which i mean you know, Swedish captain. Yeah. Doesn't happen that often. Uh, and an all-time defenseman, Borja Salming, yeah. playing for the organization, that they, they would they would show up in droves mm-hmm. for a sport that they very that's much in, told. In, enjoy. And maybe this is going to change, but that's, that's okay, 48 bucks. Also, quite cheap. So, somebody on the text line texting, what's the airfare? Like, we have, we're busy. We're doing a show here. You look that <laughs> up, okay? Like, I like. I mean, there's make, enough time for somebody to that book is, their flight and and buy their ticket to Friday's game. If that's meant for Jeff behind the glass, you got to tag it like for yeah. Jeff. Because don't be giving me homework in the middle of a, mm. of a show here. But always love the texters, even when they don't put their name and location on it. Five ninety, five ninety. Hit us up on the text line anytime oh, you want. Well done. Even uh, if you want to just say good morning, somebody did that already. Good morning. <laughs> we'll revisit this story. I think throughout the the day. Oh, you think? Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm gonna check out Sunday's game. See if it's different. Because, you know, maybe on a weekend, week, I don't know. Maybe there's a, a price. Oh, is that there. the, oh, well. I, I don't mean, know, we would, maybe. We wouldn't want to offend their delicate sensibilities and make them watch hockey on a weeknight. <laughs> a Friday weeknight. God, mm. can't yeah. believe this trip is happening. When Every we, day I come on here being like, you know what? I'm going to ease back a little bit. And then we just uh, we just get to pulling back layers yeah. and layers of the onion. And guess what? It stinks to high heavens no matter what layer you're at. Mm, uh <laughs> Again, we'll come back around to this. But yesterday, Draymond Green put Rudy Gobert in a headlock. Oh, you want it now? That makes me happy. <laughs> that makes me happy. That was uh, that was passionate play. The NBA's head of referee development says they're trying to cut down on quote unquote passionate play. How do you emphasize the regular season? Do that at the same time. We'll, we'll get to that and maybe a change to three on three overtime next. As the Fan Morning Show continues, Ben Annis, Brent Gunning, Sportsnet Five Ninety, The Fan. Big guests and bigger opinions on everything happening in Leafsland. Real Kipper and Born. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Morning Show. Ben Adams, Brent Gunning, Sports Up 590 The Fan. I'm in a good mood this morning. I feel like that would surprise people. I know you had somewhere you wanted to go, but I was just no, feeling no it. One. Came, it just was like bubbling out of me. I am good in a, I'm in no. a good mood. Like That's I feel like people great. think I'm upset, and I am anytime we talk about Sweden. Mm-hmm. But anytime we're able to uh, drag the, I don't know, whatever the decision-making part of my brain is, or uh, just any part of my brain, away from the Sweden conversation, mm-hmm. I'm in a great mood today. Well, just thought okay. you should know that. Good morning. Good good morning to you. That uh, I, hey, we're gonna ha- go back to the Sweden conversation later. So yeah, so like, I figured I'd get it in here now while I can. Okay, will it happy. W- Will it make you uh, happy to talk about NBA officiating? Because that's where we're gonna go next. <laughs> Generally speaking, no. But I know the lens we're looking at this mm-hmm. with. So yes, I am happy to have this conversation. All right. Generally speaking, though, probably not. So it's it's funny to uh, bring up this topic of conversation after Draymond Green ejected yet again. It's really great. I, I'd like to think Draymond heard it and was like, we need to nip this in the bud. Yeah, Draymond Green, uh, again, he, he he got Rudy Gobert in a headlock, which yeah. <laughs> you don't see that a lot. I, you don't see, hey, did you know that Homer Simpson no longer oh. strangles Bart Simpson? What? Yeah, they took, they, they, they got rid of the strangling. That's a sound. Yeah. We used to be a country. I know, we <laughs> did. No, I know. Cartoon violence. Um yeah, it's not real violence. But, yeah, we can't you – know, Homer can't strangle Bart. Uh, Draymond Green, yeah, with the headlock Did on – Did he go full like Nolan Ryan? I mean, Ryan? have you seen it? Like, yeah. It, no, it's different than Nolan Ryan because Nolan Ryan just grabs – And uh, then gives him – Robin Ventura's head and yeah, then, like, just, doesn't pull it, but he's just, like, just holding it in place to punch it, right, in the top. <laughs> very good, yeah. Uh, yeah, because I'm doing it, obviously. <laughs> no, I just mean in general, just thinking of it. It's, it's a Yeah, he's just like, okay, well, it's like putting him in a vice. Yeah. It's like when you're yeah. doing some woodworking, right? And you gotta put, you got to put it in that table <laughs> yeah. so that it doesn't move. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just... No, it, you sound exactly like you know what you're talking about here. <laughs> <laughs> keep Draymond, going. No, no, keep going. What, other, what else do you know about woodworking? And what he did with, with Rudy Gobert yesterday was like, it was like... Violent? Uh, is it, that the word you're looking for? I mean, his head wasn't likely to pop off, but it, like, if if you were trying to pop somebody's head that's off their body, like. that's that's probably the style in which you would do it. Anyways, that's all pretext. I'm for... just watching. I'm just watching. That's so good. <laughs> <laughs> just, well, I think part of the I think part of the problem as well is that Rudy Gobert being three thousand feet tall. So anytime, like, it's a natural reaction that like you want to stand up. I would think yeah. when someone's assaulting you. I mean, let's be honest about what happened there. So he's trying to stand up, but because Assault. Draymond Green is so strong <laughs> that it's like he can't. So yeah. it just further creates the vice effect that you're talking about here. <laughs> yeah. Even if you think, let this be a PSA to all of you out there. Even if you think you saw it to the extent you needed to, because that was what I thought had happened with me for this conversation. Mm -hmm. And as we're having it, I needed to pull it up and look at it about 17 more times because you you need to really look at this a lot. It's just, it's it's wonderful chaos. It is. And it's on brand for a guy that's been suspended for for kicking. Oh, I was going to say for both in the nuts for both of them. Yeah. People hate uh, Rudy Gobert around the league. I mean, yeah. Donovan Mitchell wanted nothing to do with him. For sure. He had had his fill. Anyways, uh, the NBA uh, head of referee development and training, Monty McCutcheon, did an interview with Yahoo Sports on Monday 
talking about, so there's been some notable tax and ejections. Like, not, the Draymond Green should probably be ejected for I, trying to yeah, pull I'm somebody's good. head off. I'm good with that ejection. Yeah. I don't know if Giannis should be ejected for looking at the opposition I, after I a I do dunk. know he shouldn't. Yeah, I okay. do know that. So here's the, the pull quote from this uh, interview he did with Yahoo Sports. Again, the head of referee and development, the NBA. When you start to talk about taunting, there's a fine balance, and I think you're fair to hold us accountable to what you believe it is. What we do know historically is that taunting gone unchecked leads to altercations. It leads to an increase in physicality. It leads to more, to put it kindly, passionate play. I didn't want him to put it kindly. I wonder what he would say if he was being mean about it. Finding the right balance of what is and isn't a good technical foul and taunting is something that we will continue to calibrate with the competition committee. So this is a sport yeah. that has seen its regular season diminished mm-hmm. year over year over year. There's also in on the verge of signing a massive rights deal. Yes. They're they're trying to gin up the regular season. They already did it with the the play in tournament mm-hmm. games and like the import and finishing top six in your conference to kind of avoid the the old school LeBron James Cavs teams mm-hmm. of just turning on the switch at the end of the season, yep. getting in as the eighth seed and then running amok through the Eastern Conference. <laughs> and they're trying to do it again with this in-season tournament, which, and you know, there's a quote from Anthony Davis yesterday about how the players are actually talking about the financial incentive of $500,000 each for winning this thing yeah, I mean, is I've, actually, like, significant. I've seen the jokes, just that the, they all love making fun of LeBron for how cheap he is, and that with even his money, he's yeah. like, I need that 500 grand. <laughs> yeah. I need it. So they're trying to do this. They're really, like, and good for them, understanding yep. that, man, we play so many of these games. Can they have some level of import? How can you do two things, right, where you're like, care about the regular season, yeah. but not too much. Don't you get so excited? Don't you get so determined to win this basketball game mm-hmm. that you let your emotions get the best of you? Okay? Yeah. Keep it under wraps, okay? No, I, I, I don't... There, These are two diametrically opposed ideas that the NBA is trying to, to figure out here. Maybe you can help me understand this. Why? Uh, is it just because we got sick of, of seeing fights and now the pendulum swung too far the other way? But Malice uh, of the palace. It's not, but I, I always, my mind was going to the NFL with this. Like, do you know how much it offends my sensibilities when somebody scores a touchdown and he gets flagged for throwing the ball at the defensive back? Yeah. It's like, they're allowed to try to kill each other out yeah. there. How dare he throw a ball at him? Yeah. The, the idea that you're not allowed to taunt in sports, and it's all sports. I mean, you're not allowed to taunt in hockey. There's not a rule for that. It's just like some guy named Jim will punch you in the face <laughs> for it, okay? Like, that's that's the way they take care of taunting in sports. But NFL will not allow it at all. The NBA, it let's be honest, it's pick and choose. If the, if the official on that night has it out for a particular team or a particular star, or they don't like the way they're kind of being treated in the game. The, like, we've seen this movie a million times before. So it is a problem to try to let legislate this stuff out of the game. You want emotion. You want people to care. You want stakes. The whole reason we love the playoffs the most is because it's when guys care the most. And yes, it's for a championship, but like, let's be real for a second. Like what's a championship. It's just something we've decided Mm -hmm. matters. They want to beat the other person. And when you're competing, it's the crux of everything we love. So yeah, I think it's a big, big issue. Do the malice at the palace was a moment that informs everything though here. That's all the NBA cares about is not having that again. Right? Like it's Hey, uh, it doesn't matter. Like if we have to suspend all you uh, Phoenix (laughs) Suns for stepping onto the court, like that's what we got to do. Still amazing that Ron Artest was sitting in the locker room after one, Wondering aloud to them if they were going to get in trouble for that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Do you think I we're going to get in trouble? So. Yes, we're probably never going to play yeah. again. I and uh, I know. 
It was Ron Artest the worst. I mean, he did the guy. No, the worst. The, the, the worst was the guy who looks like Turtle from Entourage in the Pistons I mean, yeah. jersey and hat. Who but I I hope his he face got is fed, okay. Uh, Jermaine O'Neal's yes. fist. So yes, that he was, did. That was God. that was the best moment. Honestly, I, it's been too long since I've gone back and watched the YouTube video of the Malice of the Palace. It is so so well. So, so that we had a we had like a thirty for thirty come out during mm-hmm. the no sports pandemic, and I remember doing like Sportsnet Tonight shows, and like we had a security guard yeah. on from there. <laughs> Like, it was That's awesome. a little extreme. Anyway, so that informs everything. They don't want that again, which I get. But how about just make the penalties for actual fighting super severe? Right. Like, if if you go over so, okay, the line. Quickly, what's a fight? Did what happened last night with Draymond and Rudy Gobert? Is that a fight? Probably. Okay, like, I'm just trying. Like, I think a lot of people, because you hear fight, yeah. you can go a million different ways. No, like, oh, there was you no say, punches no, thrown. There was no- once you say, like, okay, maybe it's even, hey, if there's a skirmish and there's anything that looks like even, you know, rugby scrum, 10-game mm. suspensions for everybody, but everything else is fair game. Well, I guess they- you can taunt. You can do whatever you want. You can go right up into somebody's face mm. without making contact. That is 100% legal. You can also... Oh, it's just my, tough, my, though, right? Like, don't you want two guys basically chest to chest, like, woofing at each other? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, but their jerseys touched a little. Like, we've seen this, to your point, the Phoenix Suns thing of, oh, Murray, Murray Stoudemire's pinky toe, Steve Nash's pinky toe was mm. on the court. He's got to be suspended. Like... That is my other problem with this is that, and this is a society issue. This isn't a just sports issue, but it's the issue with having somebody in charge at the top that you don't totally trust, right? Like, I think we both in a perfect world, mm-hmm. and we wouldn't agree on who this person would be. No two people, I think, would agree on who this person should be. But it's like, if we could just have, it's like, hey, you're a sports person. You get right. it. You're you the know arbiter. What it, yeah. Look at this. Is this a 10 game? Is this a one game? Is this a $5,000 fine? But the problem is, is that, Anytime gray area comes into anything, we have this conversation. Like it was the exact conversation we had about the Leafs instigators on Mm -hmm. on the weekend. So I think that's the issue is that if you're going to allow or borderline encourage taunting, Mm -hmm. you have to be understanding that at a certain point, there's going to be a a boiling over. And like you cannot expect the guys to color within the lines at all times. And I guess that's your point of the suspension coming. But I I quite frankly think you got to find a... Like a better, a better also, way. Yeah, okay. You're right. Because once you, even if you do write hard and fast rules, like you're screwed if you do, screwed if you exactly. don't. Like if you write hard and fast rules, you're right. Oh, the jersey touch, so 10 you, game suspensions. Yeah. If you're like, well, there's some gray area there, then you're going to be upset with somebody who's exactly. making the decision For that sure. you disagree with. I also do think that the malice of the palace informs this generation of athlete, especially totally. in the NBA. Like, don't they also know that they don't want it to get to, like, that was such a singular moment in a time. And I understand, like, the 80s, there was, it was, like, we've also seen the Rudy Tom Don, Tom Jonovich stuff. Like, like we've, we've, we've all... Let's bring hockey into this. Cam Neely beat a man with his own shoe. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Yeah, we've seen Kermit A hockey Washington. player went into the stands and beat a guy yeah. with his own shoe. I don't know. Do we think that NBA players are going to go completely off the deep end and start trading haymakers at center court it because is, of the, they're they're upset at some taunting that happened in front of them? I think the problem is a lot of people will hear that and hear NBA players. It's not NBA. But we are talking about the no, NBA No, 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 but here's why. Instance. Here's why. But what I mean by that is that it's not NBA players. It's athlete with no buffer between the crowd and themselves. That mm-hmm. is the actual issue here, right? right? Like, like yeah. you know, we've seen hockey, we've seen fans screaming it. And again, I'll bring it back to hockey. Like my favorite clip or one of them of Steve Sullivan, like taunting the guy who gets cut in oh the my face, God. right? Like, but guess what? <laughs> if there was no glass there, 
Maybe he wouldn't have taunted him. Maybe he would have got right in his face. And start, like, you understand what I mean? An NBA, uh, NFL players, yeah, they get screamed at in the crowd. It's like 30 yards between fans and the players. And there's like 60 between fans and the actual field of play. Mm. NBA is the only one where you could physically touch him. You could physically get there. And that's why I think that there is the hypersensitivity there. There's literally no, nothing keep, there's no buffer between the two entities. Quick story on the Steve Sullivan thing, which yes. is like one of the great sport so highlights good. in the history of sports where a uh, fan making fun of Steve Sullivan for taking a, a puck to the face, yeah, right? It's cut in the nose. Yeah. And then, Somehow, by miracle of fate, amazing, a puck ends up hitting that same fan in the face or a sticker. I forget. He's, he's right by the bench. Yeah. And Steve Sullivan gets to laugh at the fan. God, how good must that have felt? There was. So I, I used to work in a different capacity in mm. sports. And I was a broadcast associate. Somebody put together highlight packs, and part Cutting of the training, packs. one of the training lessons was hey listen we're not just looking to put together the best highlight and tell the story of the game like we're looking for other things look at this great highlight pack of steve sullivan in the fan it's like well yeah no kidding like if that happened in my game i think i I probably could have put the highlight pack together but yeah the greatest highlight for my money outside of maybe jose canseco watching a ball go off the top of his head that one's very good as well home run that one's very good i mean you and i not sports but basically sports here comes the pizza is uh, uh an, pizza. is elite 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 uh we could do that all day yeah but, yeah all right we'll we'll uh we'll get to maybe three on three overtime getting the thing that i think it I needs desperately say, I, if i were you i'd be like new lead i was right yeah we'll get to that uh, I might be right in another phase of this program. Just to just to clarify, I'm, I I, I want to be on record. I'm not saying you're right. I'm just saying if I were you, mm. I'd be taking that stance. I think I am right. Okay. I'm also right when it comes to what's going to happen to the Blue Jays this offseason. Oh, okay. Because according to Jeff Pass and the Blue Jays, quote, want to do something big this offseason. What does that mean? We'll discuss Ooh. next. As the Fan Morning Show continues, Ben Ennis, Brent Gunning, Sportsnet 590, The Fan.